All right. So everyone has to say that they are uh, allowing me to record them so that anyone that gets uh, the link um, that's registered will get the recording whether you're live or not. So welcome. Hello, Werner. Welcome from, from Pennsylvania in the dark, it looks like. <laughs> uh, just welcome everybody to Burgess Power Hour. Uh, I'm doing things remotely this month, so I don't have my normal backdrop or whatever that I'm here, but hey, I'm here. So what can I tell you? Hey, Werner. Hi, Burge. Good to see you. What fun? Yeah, totally. So um, today is all about um, transitions. I think that's what our topic is today. And we have uh, every month I do a different topic. It's always the third Wednesday of every month. Uh, definitely get your pen and paper out. Uh, sometimes we do a lot of, um, sometimes we do meditations. For those of you, for this is your first time. Sometimes we do uh, uh, a lot of experiential work, uh, just playing and finding out some things that are in your subconscious. Uh, sometimes it's just me yakking and you asking questions and joining in on the conversation. And uh, tonight, uh, I just do things a little differently each time. And this one, I feel like uh, there's a lot of information I want to share and give us an uplifted amount of what do we do during a transition? How do we move through change with ease? Okay. And uh, at the end, I'll be giving some tools. So I'll be giving you some tools that you can use and uh, I'll need a, a volunteer uh, for a guinea pig uh, at the end to kind of go through that so you can play with me and see how to do that. Okay. So uh, welcome, Marla. I see. Thank you for joining us, hon. And uh, without further ado, a lot of people, like I said, people will be uh, kind of hopping in as we go, but I appreciate all of you being here. Uh, I'm on vacation, so I'm in transition. <laughs> from from having to work not having to from choosing to work right and then moving through um into whatever retirement looks like i'm not sure what that is exactly but um just uh i'm choosing to wind down a little bit and just kind of i've been going at it for a long time out there for uh 40 years doing this work personal development and teaching on six continents and all that good stuff and opening up schools and doing really cool stuff. And you probably have been working and doing things all your life as well. And so when you have a transition, uh, meaning that when you go from one thing to another, or if there's some unknowns, certainly there has been in the world, hasn't there with COVID with a lot of things that have been going on in the world that is upsetting <laughs> to say the least, and how do you deal with that with change, and how can you move through it easily and with grace, and I felt like it would be important also uh, just to presence us to the fact that we had, you know, uh, our 20th anniversary of 9-11, so that was a huge transition in the world, a huge shift for a lot, for the whole world, really, uh, and there have been several of those types of shifts and transitions, uh, globally, uh, macrocosm and microcosm, because I'm sure you have had a lot of transitions in your life. So that's what tonight's all about. And I started all out with talking, I'm going to talk about fear, <laughs> because it's there. So fear, oftentimes, Samuel, I don't know if you understand us, uh, if you have you ever read Samuel Beckett, but I just wanted to share with you uh, something that Samuel Beckett said about fear. He said that try again, fail again, and fail better. So try again, fail again, and fail better. Failure, for some people, that's a transition, okay? So failure is, cr is a crucial process. So if you avoid failure in your life, you could be avoiding success. It's a crucial part of learning. And then, of course, all of our Essence of Being workshops that we've taught all these years, we say the only failure is the failure to what? This is where you, this is your. Try. Participate. 
Thank you, Dolly. Yes, to try, yes. But the only failure is a failure to participate is what we say in the essence of being. So if, you part- if you're participating in life, then you're not failing. You're learning, you're creating, you're moving, you're making a difference. And so some people are afraid of failing. So that keeps them stuck. And so when there is change or when there's a transition or a pivot, uh, oftentimes fear comes up. Fear definitely comes up because of the unknown, because of am I going to fail? What's going to happen? So authentic success arrives only after we have mastered failing better. I'll say that again. Authentic success arrives only after we have mastered failing better. So the fear of the unknown is scary for some people, right? Um, But you know what? It's not supposed to, we're not supposed to know that far ahead. I mean, think about it. The forbidden fruit, okay? In the the Bible, right? The forbidden fruit, the tree of knowledge. You're not supposed to know these things ahead. Um, Would you want to know when you were going to die or how you were going to die? Would you want to know that? Would you live your Would you live your life differently, knowing that ahead of time? And these are just questions, you know. You don't. There's not a right or wrong answer, but things that make you go, "Hmm, I don't know." Would you want to know uh, a lot of things? If If you knew what was going to happen, would you have done certain things? Right. So it brings up uncertainty when there's a transition. So it brings up this. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next. What's going to happen from from this point to that point? When I a lot of things when I say transition, people it's about loss sometimes. Um, they have in the military world and in the tech world uh, the need to know, right? It's that need to know kept in the dark kind of a theory. Uh, you only need to know what you need to know. If you knew everything, then what would happen? Where, where would your experiences be, right? So if, if you feel like you always have to know everything, okay, um, I just want to give you something to kind of chew on for a minute. So spirit, we're going to call this spirit, universe, God, energy, source, whatever you want to call that. Spirit knows what we don't because there's an effective um, resources out there that we may not be privy to right now or understand yet. Okay. And so one of the things I say in the workshops is trust and allow and don't ask how, which is hard for some people. We want to be shown the next step. We want to know what's next. Change can be scary. So I want to give you a formula for change. Okay. This is good for all of you left brain people out there giving you a formula. You didn't know you're going to learn algebra tonight, did you? No, you didn't. So the formula is C equals and I've got somebody tapping on something. So please, I'm going to have to mute everybody. If you, if you could please mute yourself. I don't want to have to mute you all. But I will if I need to. That way you can unmute yourself, okay, when you want to talk. Because I definitely want to have some conversation around this. So C equals a combination of V plus B plus P. Okay? So... The actual algebraic formula for this is C equals, and then parentheses, V plus B plus P, and then parentheses, and then the greater than sign, if, if, if any of you remember algebra, the greater than sign, X. So C equals parentheses, V plus B plus P, parentheses, has to be greater than X, all right? C stands for change. And um, I know that when I was, when I've I've been doing these power calls like this since 2014, every Wednesday, uh, third Wednesday of every month. And um, so we started using Zoom last year um, just because people wanted to connect more. And uh, I do have this slide so you can see it, but um, I don't have it with me at the moment because like I said, I'm a little, I'm a little in a remote place at the moment. 
So um, I'll start using slides whenever we do stuff like that. Again, I apologize. So hopefully you got it. But C equals change. V stands for vision. V stands for your vision. A vision is what you hold in your heart and in your mind of something that you're creating. It's not a mission statement necessarily of certain um, outcomes. It's a vision that you feel, that you, that you nurture, that you, you use all your senses in. A grander vision of what you're moving toward. Okay? And if you have a really good vision or what I call a why, if you have a really good why, okay, not a how, a why. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to change? Why is there going to be something different? Why is this? Why do I want to live? Why do I want to create more money? Why do I want to be able to have a better relationship? All those questions. Instead of asking how, ask why, right? So if you have a really good why, that's your desire. That's your desire to say, this is what I want. This moves you forward. It supports you in your next steps. So, so B, by the way, stands for breakdown. Now, what I mean by breakdown is, you know, what's a breakdown in a marriage? Shout it out. Divorce. Divorce. Yeah. What's a breakdown in a job? Fired. You get fired, or I call it freed. Uh, what's a breakdown in a business? Bankruptcy. <laughs> I got you on that, Werner. Yes, bankruptcy, absolutely. And what about uh, health? What's a breakdown in health? Death. Well, that's that's another free, I would say. But disease. yeah, you, or you could get sick. Yeah, I mean, you know, disease, right? Those kinds of things. So break. Listen, most people change. Most unconscious people change through breakdown. Think about it. When do you lose weight? <laughs> when do you get healthier? Right? When do you start making those decisions that are more life affirming, right? Or that you just get you off your butt. Sometimes it's because you have a breakdown. I mean, when do you look for a new job or create a new business or whatever that is? So there are many other ways to grow and change and transition other than breakdown. Now, you can have a little breakdown. Some of us need a little bit of a, sometimes we need a little nudge, don't we? It's like, you can do this. Come on, do it. We can stub our toe. We don't have to, like, cut our leg off in order for this to work, okay, for this, this formula to work. So a little breakdown might be um, you lose some money in the stock market. Or a little breakdown might be, um, I don't know, what would be a little breakdown? You, you tell me. Loss of a customer. Yeah, you lose a customer. Okay, that's a little breakdown. So now you, that nudges you to, to move forward and do something different or to go forward. Not necessarily sit back and cry about it too, too long. Anyhow, so the breakdown part is, can be a necessary part. If you are that kind of a person that um, sometimes just needs a nudge to get off the couch, right, and change and do something. But you would rather do it by a very small breakdown as opposed to these huge ups and downs that people, they have these breakdowns that move them forward. You don't have to do it that way. So the tools I'm going to be giving you tonight are going to help you with that so you don't have to do that. So P stands for plan. Having a plan and a plan are all that is, is just having steps. It's having um, the steps uh, that you're going to take in order to make whatever change you choose. It's having some kind of uh, active stepping stones, a blueprint, a plan. Okay, this is what I choose to have. And this is what I'm changing into what I'm going to create and my practical steps will be X, Y, and Z. You can break them down on a monthly basis, a yearly basis, a weekly basis, those types of things, okay? And we have lots of grids and lots of business plans and all those types of things that you can work with and do, 
Um, but having that plan is, is important just to have a roadmap. Yeah. Don't you need a GPS sometimes about where you're going? This is where I'm at. I just lost everything. Now, where am I going? Right. So you got to get from get a, it's nice to have a little plan to get there. So a combination of the vision plus a little nudge or breakdown plus a plan has to be greater than X. And X stands for the fear of change. Because a lot of people really are afraid to change. They don't like where they're at, but at least it's familiar. And this change formula will help you shift into something a little easier with ease and grace because that fear will stop you from moving forward. If we knew it was going to happen, like I said, would you do it? You know, life is not a problem to be solved. It's a mystery to be lived. That's Kierkegaard. I love that saying, right? Isn't it? It's not a problem to be, so just kind of notice in your life, where am I always solving problems? Is my life just an endless stream of solving problems and that's my transition from one thing to the next? Or is it, is it the journey, right? Is it the mystery to be lived? It's a mystery. It's a mystery. We don't know what's going to happen. So I look at it like a trapeze bar. So I'm going to, I'm going to share a little piece here about the fear of transformation, okay, and about change and about um, um, just a transition that you might have, okay? It's like you're holding on to a trapeze bar, all right? And your trapeze bar is not working for you, but it's yours, and you've held it for a long time, and it's always worked in the past, but now it's not. So you're swinging along, holding on to that trapeze bar, and then all of a sudden, you're like, I've got to let go of this trapeze bar in order for me to get the next trapeze bar, don't you? Don't you need to do that? But if I let go, what's going to happen? I'm going to be flying. I could be falling into the rocks. I, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So in order for you to, you can't grab that other trapeze bar without letting go of the one you have. So some, this is a little piece called fear of transformation. Sometimes I feel that my life is a series of trapeze swings. I'm either hanging on to a trapeze bar, swinging along for a few moments in my life. I'm hurtling across space in between trapeze bars. But most of the time, I spend my life hanging on for dear life to my trapeze bar of the moment. It carries me along in a certain steady rate of swing, and I have the feeling that I'm in control of my life. Oh, yay. I know most of the right questions and even some of the right answers. But once in a while, as I merrily or maybe not so merrily swing along, I look ahead of me into the distance. What do I see? I see another trapeze bar swinging towards me. It's empty. And I know in that place in me that knows that this new trapeze bar has my name on it. It's my next step, my growth, my aliveness going to get me. In my heart of hearts, I know that for me to grow, I must release my grip on the present well-known bar to move the new one. Each time it happens to me, I hope, no, I pray that I won't have to grab the new one. Please don't make me, please don't make me, please don't make me. But in my knowing place, I know that I must totally release my grasp on my old bar. And for some moment in time, I must hurtle across space before I can grab onto the new bar. Each time I'm filled with terror. Does this describe you, by the way? Just think about it. It doesn't matter. That in all my previous hurdles across the void of unknowing, I've always made it. I've always made it. Each time I'm afraid I'll miss, that I'll be crushed on the rocks in the bottomless chasm between the bars. But I do it anyway. Perhaps this is the essence of what the mystics call the faith experience. No guarantees, no net, no insurance policy. But you do it anyway, because somehow to keep hanging on to that old bar is no longer on the list of alternatives. And so far, an eternity, 
that can last a microsecond or a thousand lifetimes. I soar across the dark void of the past. The future is not yet here. And that's called transition. I love that piece. That's from the essence. Uh, that's from, that's a good word, essence. That's from the essence book of days. Okay. The essence book of days. And I don't know. Have you ever felt that way? Fear of flying, fear of letting go of what you have in order to create more of what you want or choose to create. It's because we get into a comfort zone, don't we? We get into this rut. So remember how I've done before. Maybe those of you have done this with me before and on any of the workshops that I do. You put your um, thumb, uh, clasp your hands and just clasp them and see what thumb is on top. And is it your left thumb or your right thumb? So just try that. Which one is it? Left thumb or right thumb? Okay. Right. All right. If it's your left thumb, that means your left brain. No, it doesn't mean anything. Now, what? Just see it if you're listening. Now, unclasp and put the other thumb on top. Feels weird, doesn't it? Yep. Kind of feels weird. Now, let it go and put it back, put the original one back and go back and forth just like this. Just go back and forth and put your thumb, different thumb back and forth, familiar, unfamiliar. And as you do that over and over and over and over again, doesn't it feel a little less weird? Yeah, it becomes a new comfortable. So you have to give yourself permission to get out of your comfort zone. Some people get locked into it's gotta be a certain way, a certain person, a certain job, a certain business, a certain amount of money. Give yourself permission to just allow yourself to, I don't know, practice driving to work or driving to the grocery store or driving somewhere in a different way. Do it a different way. Just drive around in a different place. Sit in a different chair whenever you go into a place. Sit in, you know, don't always sit in the same place. So you can stop with the thumbs now, Caroline, but that's good. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, that was cool. Yeah, she's like, wow. <laughs> but it is. But it's life is like that. You know, it's like if we just try, if we just keep doing it, it becomes a new normal. And we've all had to learn that, right? In 2020 and now 2021. Oh my goodness. It's a new normal, whatever that means. I mean, we're having to pivot. And make some changes about some things. Now, sometimes transitions can feel like a loss. There's pain involved. So a lot of us will say, well, how do I fill that void? There's a void and I need to fill it. For instance, some transitions can be death. It can be birth. It can get fired. You lose your home or a new home. You learn living in a new place, a new business, a divorce, a new relationship, you know, Losing things can feel scary again because you don't know what's next. And guess what? You know what? We transition every day. You know that? You know how? Naturally. What? You wake up? Naturally. Yeah. Yes. You sleep, you wake up. That's a transition. So we, it's, it's a natural thing for us to transition, I guess, is my point. And I want to share something with you. Um, you may, I, I, how many of you say you want to go to the next level? You know, what is that, right? I want to go to the next level. Whatever that is, your levels are different, right? So I'm, I want to go to the next level. So what can happen when you say that? is what could happen if you might find yourself having quite a bit of fear around it just kind of brings up a little bit of a lump in your throat or your tummy. So when this metamorphosis happens, it's, you're certainly teetering. I don't know if you do. I, I certainly do. I, I teeter back and forth between allowing it and resisting it. Right? Allow it, resist it. Allow it, resist it. And I'm going to resist hearing the dog yap, okay? So please Sorry. mute yourself. It's okay. Just mute yourself, okay? That's all you need to do. How do yeah. I do that? Let's open. There you go. Okay. So the portion of holding that energy of resisting it, okay, it, it, that's 
when you hold on to um, when you hold on to a feeling that could be resisting it. So not wanting to go to the next level means perhaps maybe this might be a clue for you. Just kind of ask yourself this. Um, is, is going to the next level meaning that I erase all that was? Mm-hmm. Well, you got it. You're dead. Well, that could be, but I'm talking about any kind of transition, mm-hmm. meaning that, that sometimes people don't want to go to the next level or they're afraid to do that because that means it's erasing everything that they've done before that. This is what it feels like for some of you, maybe, that to erase all that was to become someone else. If I transition to a new house, a new job, a new person, a new something, what, wh- what, where's the old me? So, therefore, you could be resisting this unforeseen someone else. When there is a way that you may look back, you can look back into your memory and realize that all of this lifetime here and many other lifetimes, if you believe in it, is leading you toward your next chapter. It's led you to where you are now. All your memories have led you to where you are now in that encyclopedia of creation that we're doing, right? It's always there. So our memories are still there for most of us. Right. It doesn't go away necessarily. You can access all of that at any time and you can access your past, present and future. Now, some of you may not understand that or may not believe that, but um, I believe that it's happening all at the same time. So if you're one of those people that are afraid of transitions because I'm going to lose everything that I was. Just remember, you have everything that's up to that point already. Anyway, you don't lose anything. And it's a metamorphosis. So you, your mind can live in the past or the future. So just ask yourself this. Here's an emotional timeline for you. Ask yourself, if, do you feel, okay, do you feel guilty or sad or regret or resentment or bitterness or some kind of grievance? Do you feel like that a lot? Now, I know Sometimes you can feel sad. Sometimes we can feel regret. Sometimes we can feel all, feel all these things. I'm asking you to kind of just check in and say, do I feel this a lot? Like, am I in that emotional space more so than not? If so, it's being fueled by non-forgiveness. It also means that you're living in the past. It means that your mind, your actual emotional uh, time is in the past. And so that's a clue. If you feel like you're guilt, you're feeling guilty or sad or grievance or regret or resentment or bitterness a lot, that could be because your mind is in the past. Now, think about this. Are you anxious, worried, stressed out, uneasy? A lot of the time. If that's the case, then that means your mind is in the future. Your emotional time is in the future. You're always in the future. The what ifs. If you're tense, worried, anxious, stressed out, uneasy, it's being fueled by fear. Now, can you feel stressed out in a present moment? Sure, of course. However, what I'm talking about is you're there more than not. That could mean that's a clue for you to say, oh, God, I'm living in the present. I'm living in the future. So, of course, we say the the whole idea of this is if you can manage your mind with a transition, with a change to be present, to be in that present moment more so than what will happen is things will, you'll be able to allow things more to move through with ease. It'll be easier if you just to get yourself present. And you know how a lot of people get themselves present? Pain. Pain can make you present. So instead of the pain that 
that uh, that I'm that you might be thinking I'm talking about. I'm I'm going to give you a tool here. It's called pinch. It's called pinch and shift. Just put just you just pinch your little pinch yourself right on your on your um, thumb or your hand or something. That little place right here hurts. You can pinch yourself and it hurts. So anytime you feel like your mind is in the future or in the past and you're living there and you're really afraid, you're just stuck in those places, you, you find yourself maybe I should have, I could have, I would have, any of those kind of words, I have to. If you find yourself saying I have to, or I should, or I could, or I would, pinch yourself and say, I choose. I choose to. And that present moment brings you back to, oh, God, that hurts. That's pain. It's a pinch and a shift. You pinch yourself and you shift your thought. You pinch yourself and you shift. Oh, I got to get present. I choose to be present and use the word choose. If you find yourself saying, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's a whole different meaning, isn't it? If you say, I choose to do this, it's like, oh, okay. I choose to do this. This is this is going to be easy. It feels easier anyway if you become more present. And one of the best, the most, the people that are present the most are animals and babies. If you forget what that feels like or looks like, just go look at a baby or an animal. They're very present. Okay. They're very present with what's happening right then and there. And another thing that I was told to do is to turn left and turn right. So it's called flow forward. I just channeled this last Saturday. So if you flow forward, meaning if you're going to move, flow forward instead of sitting back and being scared and not moving. So be in the flow. You've heard that probably, right? Be in the flow. Well, flow forward. Just kind of flow yourself forward. And to do that, if you look to your left and you say, oh, there's an ocean out there. I'm literally looking at an ocean when I look to the left. There's an ocean right there, and it's magnificent. Now look to the right. Oh, there's food over there. And there's coffee and there's a kitchen. I'm really grateful that I have that. So what ends up having is that moment of gratitude of being present. Just kind of like stop, look to your left, look to your right and say, okay, I'm going to flow forward because that puts you present and it make, it allows you to feel more gratitude. So if you're in fear or terror or just not sureness, that's a really great tool. Okay. To do the pension shift. The other thing I want to share with you is, is the, just ask yourself, am I the Eeyore or am I honey? Am I Winnie the Pooh? Because, you know, Winnie the Pooh sees the beauty, seeks the honey, very present. Oh, bother. Oh, bother. In other words, he assumes positive intent. Things don't really bother him that much. If you assume positive intent while you're looking for your honey, then you can also move and change easier. Think about Winnie the Pooh. Now, what does Eeyore do? It'll never work. I'm just going to keep working. Better not do that. I got fired last time when I did that. They're going to hate me. Better not, I'm going to get judged. Okay, so you just kind of lump along. So ask yourself, am I choosing to be Eeyore or Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> you know, so anytime you talk, it'll never work. It's not working. Whatever you focus on expands, right? So if you're focusing on all the things that aren't going to work in your transition, okay, or at your moment of whatever's happening and change, then it's not going to work. You're right. It's not going to work because that's what you're focusing on. So focus on finding the honey. Is this, is this helpful so far? Okay.
Uh, okay. So I would suggest that you look at everything as an adventure and what's next. Be present on the journey. Okay. But many of us get stuck. We don't move because we're afraid. And uh, it's sort of like, and I use this in the workshop all the time, it's sort of like you're sitting in your chair and you're saying to everybody around you that'll listen to you, you know, I hate my chair. My chair sucks. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. It hurts my legs to sit there. It's really hard. So we like to tell our story to people. We like to tell everybody, hey, my life sucks. Or, hey, this, you know, this isn't working for me. I don't like this. I really don't like this. And so what do we think is going to happen? We think God or the universe or spirit or the magic fairy, I don't know, is they're going to come down and go, bing, all is well. You're better now. I'm going to give you another chair. Let me give you a, a new chair. Now they could show you a new chair and you could sit there and look at it all day long and you could say, yeah, well, I don't know if I like that chair or not because I've not been in it. I don't trust that chair over there. And you know what? I think it's my mother's fault that this chair is bad. I think it's her fault. And also, I think everybody else's chairs suck too. So God, I'm not going to go over there and get that chair. That's something that's not for me. So all we have to do is get out of the chair and walk over and sit in the new chair. But a lot of us will drag our chair along with us just to make sure, just in case it's not the right chair. Then, it, then you come into the Goldilocks syndrome. It's got to be just right. The perfect chair. Let it make sure, but I got to make sure it's perfect before I go sit in it. Well, how are you going to know it's perfect? If you don't go sit in it and wonder if it isn't perfect, does that mean you wasted your time? Maybe. maybe. What? Okay. Missed that one. So if you keep moving, you have an effect. You're creating. You matter. So uh, there's something else I want to share about. Oftentimes we want to be validated in all of this, don't we? So if you're looking for something new, and let's call it a jumping jack, and uh, I channeled Shamanasta, and they gave me this information, and they said, you know what, if you're looking for new jumping jacks and something in order to create, um, and what I mean by that is like a new business or a new diet or a new person or a new client or a new home, whatever, if you're looking for something new, all right? In order to create a sense of belonging, a sense of awareness, a sense of oneness, a sense of connection, a sense of validation, okay? Many of you search for the validation that you have within yourself. A lot of times we do that. We're searching for validation. Yet, we even want to have our existence validated, period. We just want to know that we matter, right? So many of us are walking around with that feeling that we are the shadow, that we're an illusion, that we're the negative. And those other people, all those other people out there, th those are the others. That those, they know what they're doing. Have you ever looked at people that you think they've got it together? Yeah? You think, oh, they've got it together. Well, guess what? They don't. <laughs> or they do. And you do too. In other words, they brush their teeth just like you do. There's nothing magical. But what happens is they said that those of us who live this way believe this way about ourselves and we will continue to struggle because we think that's them. That's not us. We'll continue to search for something outside of ourselves because we think it's outside of ourselves. We continue to search for something that we feel we can't have because we haven't had it yet. Something's wrong with us. So in other words, many of us walk around with a feeling of helplessness and a feeling of being an other, a feeling of separateness or a feeling of wanting to attach to something that has value, wanting to encourage ourselves to believe in ourselves again. Give me, give me a reason to believe in myself again. And many of us are walking around with a sense of 
or many could be walking around with a, a sense of overinflated purpose. In order to feel that we are here on the planet. Give me a purpose. I'm going to overinflate. I'm going to say, well, I'm helping. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, and I, I can find myself sometimes, you know, well, I built, you know, schools in Africa. So now I have these children that are being educated and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So it gives me a sense of validation, right? Or it could, if I allow it to. Sometimes that's what we do, the validation, the confirmation that there's something more, that there's another way. So many of us might ask, why do we have to suffer in order to see that there's another way? Why do we have this feeling of struggle and doubt and dis-ease and all of this in order to see that there's another way? So I'm saying to all of us that this, again, is a sense of duality, right? It's a sense of what is and what is not. When you become physical, there's an inherent feeling of duality. And I don't mean to get too esoteric with this, but, you know, we have a physical body and our, you know, our soul and our beingness is light, and it's not, it's non-physical. So there's that duality. As soon as we come into a body, it's, it's physical and non-physical. There's spirit guiding us. There's soulfulness there. There's this paradox, right, of the illusion of the body. So therefore, it feels separate sometimes. Am I making any sense? I mean, getting esoteric? Okay. Um. It feels that there's a duality from the physical and the non-physical. What I want for us to know is that, yes, that has been the case, and it is becoming increasingly important for all of us to become more aware of the fact that this does not necessarily have to be this way. In other words, they, this is what's been channeled to me, okay, that I want you to step way outside of your box on this one. That in order for you to be physical and connected to your soul and your soul's connected to all that is, this is happening at all times. In other words, it doesn't have to be separate. We're all connected from our physical or non-physical, our soul. We're all connected to all that is. It's become an inherent part of our learning that, that we're separate. So the new languages, new communications will help guide us in this knowing. The jumping jacks that we do with whatever organization we join, whatever we try to do something new, whichever way we look to proceed, you can call it whatever you want. You may acknowledge it, but I want you to hear that it really doesn't matter because we're not separate. We are always connected physically, non-physically to all that is. And a lot of us feel separate. And we're always wanting to fill that void or to connect. But if we understand or believe or feel that we're already connected and that it's moving toward unity and not duality, then it makes it easier. It just We can just relax more. Any questions about that? I got a little bit of, like I said, a little bit of esoteric around that one. No questions. Okay, cool. All right. Or any comments about that? Uh, uh, may I say something? In yeah. physics, that's actually been proven. So Say that again? Uh, in physics, that's actually been proven. So Okay. Awesome. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> what's been proven what's been proven uh the interconnectedness ah perfect okay and also that you're made basically from light you know That's meta metaphysics too right definitely Correct. absolutely absolutely exactly 
sorry for interrupting you. Don't worry, no, I agree with perfect. what you're saying. That's perfect. Thank you. So, <laughs> it, yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah, it doesn't matter um, who we date, where we go, what we do. You know, that knowing is still there. There's still that connection. I am here. So if you ever feel lost in your transitions or you're, or you're at a loss, and if you ever have doubts, you know, if, if you find yourself asking for the validation, stop it. And I'm going to give you another tool and that you can use if you ever feel that way, okay? And those of you who have done Essence of Being, you know this tool, hopefully. It's called the Universe To-Do List right? And the universe to-do list is just, it's very simple and it really works if you use it. You put a line down the middle of the page. On the left-hand side of the page, you put your name and your to-dos. What are you going to do today? Okay. And your side of the page should be very short. What are you willing to do today? On the other side, you put the universe to-do list that should be long you put everything over there that you don't know you don't know how to do you put all of your worry your anxiety over on that side and you you give the universe orders help me find a way to make this work show me signs that I'm on the right path uh, take care of all of my bills take care of my parents take care of my kids Handle that bullshit. Sorry. Ah. Handle. There's a cannon that just went off around me. <laughs> That's funny. How about that? Handle that crap, okay, that I don't want to deal with. Just handle all that mess. Handle all the paperwork. I don't want to mess with it. Basically, you put over everything. You turn it over to the universe to handle it, to take care of it. And you have to let the part of you that really wants to control it go. Because what ends up happening is you just focus on what you can do today. You just do those three or four or five steps that you want to have that you can do today. That's all you have to do. The other part, the hard part, you turn it over to the universe. All that doubt and worry, fear, just turn it over. Take care of my health. And the caveat to this is you can't keep looking. If you put, if you put over there, I want a red Mercedes. I don't know how I'm going to get it. But you put it over there to the universe. You say, you get it for me. You can't keep looking in the garage every day and go, well, it's not here yet. Where is it? Because it resets. In other words, it's divine time. It's perfect timing. It's not your timing necessarily in a, of what you think you might want. Okay. Have you ever had things happen with in time where you thought, oh, I really needed it now, but it was actually better? When it came and you look at hindsight and you go, wow, if I, if I, this had happened, then this wouldn't have happened. Then this wouldn't have happened. Then this wouldn't have happened. It's all orderly. It's an orderly chaos from our intentions and sending it over to the universe. We're, we're co-creating. Okay. So that's one tool that you can use whenever you're feeling doubt or feeling lost. Here's another one. Um, so I'm going to ask for a volunteer. Werner, Bueller, 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 Werner. Okay. So Werner, um, this is an emotional chart. So the emotional chart, um, let me just, if you could think of an emotion that you you know, when you're in transition or when you're in pain or loss or when you're in um, just everyday life, I guess, um, what's the, the most, I guess, for some people, they call it negative feeling you can have? Uh, tension in my stomach and lower chest. Okay, so tension, is that a feeling? It, well, the feeling... 
it's a hard one to describe for me. It's a little bit painful. It's not comfortable. Um, I'm aware that I'm I'm feeling warmer than I should be. I have a sense of being a little fidgety. Um, not okay. Not not really present. Okay, not present. Okay. Uh, would let's see, not present. Would that feel? Does that feel like? Uh, let me give you some some feelings. Is that anger or discouragement or blame or worry or doubt? Any of that? I can't really correlate it to that because I'm thinking of playing a game of bridge on the computer and things aren't going my way and suddenly I'm feeling uptight. So uptight. I can't blame anybody for it. Um, but right. it's crazy at that point to feel uptight. It's just a bloody game. Okay, how about frustration? Um, yeah, it could be frustration. It could be a number of things. It could be... Uh, Impatience, irritation, frustration. Probably irritation that I'm irritation. not cards or the other people are stupid. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So I just wanted to find an emotion in there somewhere. Okay. So we're going to start with irritation because you can feel it in your body. You're irritated. So, so this is called moving up the emotional ladder. So I'm going to show you how to do this. Okay. Um, so it doesn't make sense. So don't try to think about it. Left brain it. Um, so say this for me. I want you to really feel it. I feel really irritated. I feel really irritated. Okay, you got it. You know what that feels like, right? Okay, take a deep breath. Now say, wouldn't it be nice if I felt pessimistic? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt pessimistic? Now feel into that for a minute. Okay, okay. Now let's go up the ladder a little bit. Now say this, wouldn't it be nice if I felt bored? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt bored? Feel into that. Got it. Okay. Now say, wouldn't it be nice if I felt content? Wouldn't it be nice if I felt content? Wouldn't that be nice? Got it. Great. So now feel you're content. You're at that content level. Do you still feel irritated? Nope. Right. So you just walked yourself up the ladder of emotions, okay? And that's called an emotional, I call it going, walking myself up the emotional ladder. So there is a list of these emotions that I will be happy if you guys registered. I don't normally do this on power calls, but lucky you. If you've registered, I will send you this list. And so what I want you to do is put this on your mirror. And those of you who have taken Essence of Being, you have this list. It's called the emotional chart. It's in your booklets. However, I'm going to email this to you guys. And what this does is you put it on the mirror and you just walk yourself up the ladder and you say the words, wouldn't it be nice if, even though it sounds weird and even though it's like, what? No, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel pessimistic or bored or angry or whatever, but it makes, what it does is it moves you up the emotional ladder to get you to a higher space of consciousness because it's hard sometimes to go from fear and grief and depression and despair and powerlessness to jump to joy and passion and freedom and love and empowerment, right? It's kind of hard to go so for some of you, for some of us or Sometimes we can, but this is a really great tool just to kind of walk yourself up. Okay, so that's another uh, tool that I wanted to give you. The pension shift I gave you, the pension shift tool, um, and the universe to-do list. And remember to say, I choose. Anytime you find yourself saying, I have to do this, or I'm, not, I'm afraid I might not make it, what am I going to do? I should have done that. I could have done that. I would have done that, but, and you say, I choose. Okay. So and this particular um, power hour, I had a lot of 
um, me yakking. Uh, most of the time I do, as for those of you who are new, most of the time I do subconscious kind of, you get to fiddle around with a stick and find out what's in your subconscious about things. So we can shift those for you. But I wanted to give you these tools that you can use that are practical tools and that change formula, right? So if you have a really good vision and a really good why, if you've lost your why, it's not about losing or shifting into something different. It's about finding a new why. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to write a book? Why do I want to build whatever it is? Why do I want to visit my parents or my friends? Why do I want to anything? And if you can find your vision and find your why and make it really juicy, then the practical steps to get there and the little tiny breakdown to move you through will really, it'll absolutely move you with ease and grace and move you past that fear of change. And I started out the whole thing about fear, remember? And remember, if you're afraid to fail, then you already have. If that's the case, if you want to take that as a mantra, just, you know, in order to, sometimes if you avoid failure, you could be avoiding success. And then all of you have had successes. You all have had successes. It's a matter of fine tuning what your definition of success is. And not feeling separate that you're not able to, you know, you've got to validate yourself somehow by other people's, what they think of you. Okay. You're all very successful. You all make a difference. You all matter. You all know everything you need to know. It's just a matter of allowing it. So trust and allow. And don't ask how. The how will come. The how will come. Those are your practical steps. It's okay. That'll come. But get your why first. And, and flow forward. Look left. Look right. Get present. Be Have gratitude. Now, next month, because uh, I do this the third Wednesday of every month, next month I'll be teaching mastery in the mountains with some of you out there that are essence of being graduates. It's our five day residential retreat. So I will not be doing a live power hour. I, I've only done that one other time when I was in Ecuador with you, Warner, when we were doing uh, this uh, awakening giant series and it will be a recording. It's going to be a meditation of finding your spirit guides. If that's something that intrigues you or something that you might want to have or know, uh, but uh, it'll still be, but it'll be a recording, okay, of, of a meditation, finding your spirit guides, and that'll be October 20th. And those of you who want to play with me more virtually, I have uh, two more virtual workshops coming up September 25th and 26th. The 25th is Essence of Abundance. It's five hours. It's a Saturday. We do a lot of experiential stuff. You get to find out what blocks you have to money in abundance. And then Sunday, the next day, is Essence of Relationships. Oh, my goodness. I'm doing back-to-back -back virtual workshops, okay? So you can go to essenceofbeing.com and look at all the upcoming events. And for uh, that Saturday is about uh, abundance. And that Sunday, September 26th, is about relationships, relationships with yourself, with others, and with your connection okay and it's only 97 bucks if you want to do one or the other okay or you can do both and you get a discount so go to essenceofbeing.com check it out and thank you Werner put in the chat thank you honey and this is a virtual one that you can do anywhere but will be live okay September 25th and 26th I believe those are the dates and does anybody have any questions or anything you want to share are you going to be doing any live wor workshops for beginners? Yes, I am. Essence of Being is my main one, and we'll be doing that again next year. I have a lot of graduate-level workshops that I'm doing right now. But the next live uh, in-person workshop will be um, in November. If you go to essenceofbeing.com, it's going to be the essence of communication and the essence of leadership. 
Okay. Those are back to back in Atlanta and they will be live in person. Essence of communication and essence of leadership back to back. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Just go to essence of being and check it out. See it all. And I appreciate all of you for showing up. I see Mary. Hi, hon. And a lot of our graduates out there. Hi, honey. And I appreciate you showing up. And, um, you know, that's being a leader, being a conscious leader. And that's what we're doing, everybody. We're empowering others to create a win-win world. Okay? To be a conscious leader, we're building that global community of conscious leaders, empowering others to create the win-win world. And the first number one thing you have to do in order to be a conscious leader is show up. Exactly. And you've done it. So well, do I have access to this recording that I might listen yes, to Eddie, tomorrow? It, yes. Anybody that registered for this, you'll get the recording in your email. And I will also make sure that you get this uh, emotional chart that you can put on your mirror and walk yourself up. Wouldn't it be nice if, okay. So you'll get that too. This is lovely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, everybody. And I will see you next time. I won't see you in October, but hopefully I'll see you in September on the virtual workshops that we can play and that, that we get a lot, we get a lot deeper. So this is just like a little intro and we didn't do a lot of experiential stuff, but I really appreciate you all being here. Appreciate you, Burge. I'll see you in at Mastery, Peggy Lee. You're welcome. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much, Burge. You're welcome, Mr. Warner. I miss you. Hi, Diane. Thank you, hon. Thank you. (laughs) It was very good. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye, Burge. Bye,